And if they can divide us and compartmentalize us religiously so that we can get into these religious fervors and these religious wars again, what it's going to create, it's going to unleash massive bloodshed, y'all. And every time we have massive bloodshed, we have a greater unleashing of these spirits. And when that takes place, you guys, they are always hungry and never satisfied. Hey guys, Sean from SGT Report here. Thank you so very much for coming on back to the show. That was our friend Nathan Reynolds. And if this one doesn't resonate with you, you better check your pulse. Because Nathan explains how the demons have been unleashed in our fallen world and how to vanquish them. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey friends, welcome back. It's Sean from SGT Report with another blockbuster interview with our friend Nathan Reynolds. I hope you all had a very excellent Thanksgiving and you had a chance to get together with your family and be around those you love. Because as you know, Big Pharma keeps snatching people from us, people that we love, like that loved one in our extended family who died suddenly while he slept about a week ago. Friends, tonight we're going to talk about demons manifesting in our world, unclean spirits taking people over through drugs, pornography, abortion, Satanism, satanic ritual abuse, of course, the music industry, etc. And to that end, Nathan, I'm going to turn it over to you in just one second, but I want to plug your site. It's snatchedfromtheflames.com. You've written the excellent book by the same name. And before we begin, I guess as we move toward the birthday of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I want to just remind people that you have the ability to rein in these woke corporations, which are throwing we the people under the bus. Consumer Watchdog lists five woke companies to avoid during the holiday buying season. And at the top of the list, believe it or not, is Best Buy. You can read why at this article. I'll try to link it below. Activision, the video game publisher. Target, of course. They've never found an LGBTQ pride product they don't love. And Nordstrom. Would you believe it? Nordstrom. And Home Depot. These are corporations that you should withhold your dollars and your spending from until they learn to serve the people and those who really care about our beloved Republic. Nathan, I'm so grateful to have you back. How have you been? Welcome back. Man, I'm really glad to be here as well, Sean. It's going to be an exciting time. And you know, there there may be radical, intelligent evil stalking people every day, but you know what? We have a great opportunity to rejoice because there's good news on the other side of all of this, you know, that the enemy is revealing his troops to the nations, and that's good. We have an opportunity to identify our targets and know everyone by the uh, actual fruit of their life. Well, that's right. And Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11 says, take no part in the fruitless deeds of evil and darkness, but instead expose them. And that's what we're going to do in this interview. You know, for starters, Nathan, and you can go wherever you want, demons are manifesting themselves in this world. I want to just play two clips, one of which is from the Goddard Tunnel opening ceremony seven years ago, and the other is from the Symmetry movie, the CERN movie, from seven years ago in the same part of the world, Switzerland, where they're trying to splice the veil to let the unseen in to our realm. So let me just play a clip of this, and I'll sound it under so we can talk about it as we watch, Nathan. Nobody even knows about it. They're trying to splice the veil. Well, and, and without certainty, the location was everything. You know, they, they picked this spot for this entire massive, largest collaborative scientific undertaking in the history of modernity, at least. And now you see this is this is the part where they're going to go ahead and use all kinds of ritual magic, y'all. If you're not aware of what this is, this is put on by a group of individuals who are um, very much initiates. These are people who have been initiated into a secret understanding of how you can use ritual magic to... Uh, invoke all kinds of powerful energies and that's what this is you guys this is what you'll see in a lot of demonic rituals in controllers of time this goes back to chronos and the keepers of time they're trying to split open oh, man. the black robe priest y'all yeah what does that mean to you, the black robe priest but the black robe priests, y'all, have had from antiquity, these are the people who are brought into the temples in particularity to engage in occult workings, um, predominantly through the prostitution and the uh, use of cult prostitutes. That's generally children, by the way. And uh, nowadays we have in modernity, the militant arm of the Jesuits is the predominant form of the black robe priests in the Roman Catholic Church. But 
they are always the ones who are brought in to invoke a type of Enochian magic. Okay. Enochian magic is like, this is where people are looking at things like the Kabbalah tree of life and Babylonian magic. They're, they're trying to bring about connection between realms. Okay. The whole, the whole entire purpose of so much of why people get involved in ritual magic is because they want to talk to spirits that have more power than they currently have. And so as you work your way into basic levels of witchcraft and divination, you're starting to try to learn how to use this phone book, a spiritual phone book but to connect between physical realms. Okay. I know there's, there's often a misunderstanding about what, magic is used for but you're trying to manipulate time and space to be able to talk to beings that are no not corporately present in our physical waking senses but the way that you're doing that is you're performing recipes like like that like when i say the word a ritual they're doing they're following an instruction book like like a literal book of instructions on how to open a door to communicate with another realm or to keep that door held open in the most powerful and potent way that you can keep a doorway open is through bloodshed is through is through the, like a permanent bloodshed on the earth opens a door that demands justice it demands retribution it demands um, vindication it demands insight and in uh, particular oversight by spiritual powers and so when you see these these scientific gods gathering together under this religion of scientism that the nations have bound to bound themselves to all the way going back to the renaissance right this time during during the the protestation of Catholicism and people were trying to cast off the great whore of Babylon and they were trying to embrace a form of knowledge and understanding and intimacy in a relationship with our creator that did not require this gross medium of pompousness, of, of devotion to pagan ideologies. But amidst that, there was also the birth of a secondary cult, which was the gods of humanism. And that was really the invocation of a single figurehead, a goddess named Liberty. This is like literally when you look at the Statue of Liberty that is here over in the United States, this is a Luciferian god of science and reason. This is something that is deeply embedded in the occult, more so from the sides of people that are looking to knowledge to be the preeminent architect of our lives, that through knowledge we can become like the gods. Same goes goes all the way back to the very promises of the dragon in the garden when he said the three great the promises that all of this spiritual realm seeks to offer to others is that they will be like the Most High, that they will be like gods, that their eyes would be open and that they would know good from evil like this is this is what they were being offered here that they could be like the gods and so when people are trying to do this ascension magic they're trying to either communicate with these beings generally for a, a side on of technological insight technological prowess like i got really involved and connected with the technology uh data storage drives community because i became the secure the head of security for a startup company that was working on data storage that was storing up like a petabyte on the size of an iphone they were <clears throat> so that got us really interlocked with a lot of AI development technologies and people that were working with what's called a highly disruptive classified technology. Like if that came to market, it would totally disrupt the current forms of solid state hard drives and manufacturers and stuff. So there was a big, there's a lot of threats and danger and stuff like that going on. However, the, the root of where a lot of these guys were getting that information, where they were getting these technologies was from doing ritual like workings in their dreams they were trying to talk to beings talk to they they called them aliens okay some of them called them aliens some of them called them ascended masters some of them called it these like uh these vedas they were trying to literally to take spiritual eye opening drugs in order to open up themselves to be able to communicate with these things some of them were binding themselves and sending themselves into the astral plane where they're separating their physical body and their spiritual soul and they were going onto the astral plane, emptying themselves and allowing another spirit to kind of occupy their space, going into the spiritual realm and then communicating with these beings to get downloads on how they themselves could be successful in this realm, in the physical realm. And you got to understand, if you go after this stuff, if you actually pursue it, you will find them. You must understand they are real physical creatures. They are beings that have been around for a long time, which means they're master manipulators. They are precise and capable at being able to, to give you what you're looking for. But at the end of it, they're never going to be able to fulfill your promises because these are genies. This is where we get that whole word, like Aladdin rubbing, rubbing that lamp and getting a genie to come out. That literally is the Arabic word. Jinn is the word for demon. It's the very being that comes out and promises all kinds of things. But at the end of it, they have a different ulterior motive, which is to hack into us as the power source. We, they need a corporate body. Demons in particular, what I'm talking about is the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim. These are the, the prodigy, the children of the 
fallen angels, the fallen watchers, the cherub that descended at Mount Hermon had sex with human women. And then they gave birth to these giants, gave birth to these monstrosities that became ever hungry and continually in need for flesh and consumption of life. And so they began to turn and devour each other. Then they began to turn and devour mankind. And then they started hybridizing themselves, splicing genetics, transgenetically altering everything so that the whole world was altered into the image of this other one. And what you see taking place in those CERN, especially in the Goddard Tunnel Ceremony, that one I'm a lot more familiar with. The other one is, is I mean, full disclosure, these are super awful to watch because I've, I've seen orgiistic ritual magic and it's disgusting y'all and i saw it as a very young child and i saw it in the worst most base version right now they're using you know actors you know people that are voluntarily maybe being there but i was in place of situations where i was not voluntarily being there that i was coerced and forced into there and so but if you go to the goddard yeah if you go to the goddard tunnel ceremony this one in particularity you're gonna see what you see a lot of times in like our super bowl halftime shows have become something that's similar to this in which they are using the masses of mental ex the masses of the audience to invoke yeah see this is baphometic worship here like the right there oh man you can just let that play for a second if you can. So what you'll see here is this invocation of, of these altered ones. Okay, The whole world was seeking at that time under the influence of these other spirits, under these B'nai Ha Elohim, these other sons of God that rebelled, like you read about in Psalm chapter 2, these, these beings that, that should have done justice, that should have brought forth information and knowledge. But instead, what they did is they began to reveal the secrets of heaven before their appointed time. They began to reveal to men certain ways of communicating with them and divination, the cutting of roots, incantation, sorceries, use of weapons and armor, the beautification of the eyes, makeup. They also taught women how to kill their own babies in the womb. They taught they taught them how to commit infanticide. Like this is where that that dark, evil world that we look around and we're like, where did all this come from? It came from these beings, okay? And what you're seeing here is people that are portraying the invocation of releasing these beings, again, that they're calling upon these mighty ones to come forth. And these are the physical representations of them on like this plane. But what they're doing is they're using priestesses and priests to call upon them as they then turn on what would in antiquity be something that was contemporaneous to the time before the flood, before there was this great judgment, is that we had these massive technological devices that were interconnecting a global network of powerful communications devices that were seeking to open realms and open portals to reascend into the heavens and be able to wage their war. This is what happened at the Tower of Babel, y'all. The reason they were trying to ascend and Nimrod was trying to gather all the nations together under one collective mind which is what CERN was brought forth to do, y'all. The internet that Sean and I are using right now to communicate, this very same technology that we're using came to fruition from these very same people at CERN. They were the first ones to start bringing all of these inter, into independent means of communication and starting to interlock them. Them, along with DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, were using this to be able to communicate so they could do the really what is the reversal of Babel, which is they're trying to bring about a way of collectively uniting the hearts and the minds of men into one focus. And at the end of it, it truly is to make a war, a collective war against the people who guard the commandments of Yahuwah, who keep the testimonies of Yeshua, and everyone who would do morally, everyone who would actually seek to walk out a life in any level of biblical morality, at any concept of it, they're going to seek to steal, kill, and destroy every version of it because that's what they're here to do. These are these altered ones. And the book of First Enoch is one of the best, if any of you guys have not read it, which describes, let me just grab it for you. Real quick here, Tom. The, uh, the, book, the book I'm reading from here is, is put out by a guy named Rob Skiba, uh, who passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, this is called Genesis and the Synchronized Biblically Endorsed Extra Biblical Text featuring uh, Genesis, First Enoch, Jasher, and Jubilees, y'all. There were some very important texts that used to be considered part of Scripture and that, I mean, if you go back to the 1611 King James, these a lot of these texts, y'all, were in our Scriptures, and they used to be very, very valid tools that we could have. Like the old King James had over 80 books in it. And the reason they started stripping these books out is because predominantly there was one characteristic, two characteristics that were found in there. One was a zealousness for keeping the commandments above all else. The second was a willingness to understand the spiritual realms. How do angels, demons, 
watchers? How do these spirits interact with mankind? And then how is mankind supposed to respond to them? Like that was, that was that all that information was, was still in the scriptures back then. But if you don't, if you don't read those things, like you're not going to get a full understanding of what Noah is, what's going on in the days of Noah, unless you read the book of first Enoch, unless you read the book of Jubilees, as soon as you read them, suddenly that kind of sketchbook cliff notes version of what you read about in the Genesis account has all kinds of details in it that make the story be a lot more understandable. Also, they allow you the ability to contend against these beings with that, with an actual tenacity, you know? So let me just go to over here to, um, yeah, while you're looking that up, let me ask you a question too. When you consider that ceremony we were just watching, the Goddard Tunnel opening ceremony, it was a celebration of this 35-mile-long tunnel, which reaches a maximum depth under the earth of 7,500 feet, more than a mile. Why do you think the ceremony, in this case for that tunnel, was so occult? And they flew in leaders from around the world to watch this occult, clearly satanic ceremony. They spent $6 million on the ceremony. What do you think is the significance of that kind of ceremony in that part of the world in front of that specific tunnel opening? Well, you you're open well, first of all, when you're opening a portal like that, you're trying to to bring about one demon. Okay, just for, just for reference, it says the spirit of legion went out of two men at the Gadarenes and it possessed hundreds or I believe thousands of pigs, okay? The spiritual capacity of a man to to be possessed is tremendous, okay? So when you have high priests and high priestesses performing ritual magic like that, and they're opening up through technological and physiological and spiritual devices, they're bringing in an opening, an unleashing of these massive spiritual powers. And I'm not just talking about demons. I'm talking about principalities and powers and rulers and dominions and thrones like cherubs and ophanum. There's all these other spiritual classes of beings that can come through the veil during specific types of ceremonies. And then you need bodies for them. Not all of those beings need bodies, but many of them do. And so what they're looking for is an open door, a skin suit, something they can come and interface with. And when you bring these leaders in and you put them in a hypnotic or a trance-like state, which is what is a lot of times the music and the the, the elaborate ceremony side of it, the, the types of food, the types of clothing, the types of dress that are being used are a way of trying to bring people into this passive trance state so that those things can be brought into them. That Then those beings, those human agents now of those spirits are able to turn and go enact the will of those beings. Like this is this is just real quick, the, the chapter here. This is chapter 15 from the book of First Enoch. And it says, and now the giants who are produced from the spirits and flesh shall be called evil spirits upon the earth and on the earth shall be their dwelling. Evil spirits have proceeded from their bodies because they are born from men and from the holy watchers is their beginning and primal origin. They shall be evil spirits on earth and evil spirits shall they be called. As for the spirits of heaven, in heaven shall be their dwelling place. But as for the spirits of earth, which were born upon the earth, on the earth shall be their dwelling. And the spirits of the giants afflict, oppress, destroy, attack, do battle and work destruction on earth and cause trouble. They take no food, but nevertheless hunger and thirst and cause offenses. And these spirits shall rise up against the children of men and against the women because they have proceeded from them. This is this is literally why you see these unleashing, why there's there's times throughout human history where there was not this massive, radical, horrific unleashing of evil. But you know what? There's If you go ahead and study, like forensically study and examine history, if you go back into the 1800s, you will see if you zoom in on that time period, there was this massive unleashing of all of these, the origin stories of like the eugenics movements. If you want to go back to the studies of like where the spiritism, where, where did theosophy come from? Where did Black Crowleyan magic come from? Where does, where does so many of these things that led to World War One, that led to World War II, that led to these massive destructions, nuclear weapons, where did all of these things come from? If you go back into the 1800s, you're going to find that there was a lot of invocation of this unleashing of these watchers. That's the ones who were in the, the parents of these demons. They were bound up and imprisoned for 70 generations. Okay. That 70 generational time period puts you into the mid 1800s, y'all. And I literally believe that is why what we're looking at and why we've seen such a rapid acceleration of radical intelligent evil in the last couple hundred years is because their days imprisonment 
are over and they've been allowed to come out to be able to raise up the armies of the beast, to raise up for the dragon and for the beast, their kingdom on this earth. And that is literally why we see a technological push of all the things to devote hundreds of billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of man hours and intelligence into anything they devoted into these particle accelerators. There's not just CERN. CERN is one of them, right? I understand it's one that we should look at and observe, but listen, there's 30,000 of these things in the world. They go back, they've been around since the 1930s, you guys. Before we had jet aircraft flying around in our skies, we had particle accelerators and cyclotrons here in the United States and abroad. They have been opening these doors and they're trying to bring out these demons, these spirits, to be able to imbue them with predominantly technological advancements so that they can contend against their adversaries. Because if you get people in a state of constant warfare where they need to fight for their lives, fight for their countries, they're willing to do whatever it takes to win. And if that means like the cartel now, where we have hundreds of thousands of people who are being butchered and slaughtered ritually because the cartels are invoking the cult of the dead, they're, they're doing ritual, satanic rituals to slaughter and cover up and conceal their activities from border patrol agents. Like this isn't some kind of like out there, maybe, maybe it's going on. This is well-documented evidence of what takes place when people kill somebody else in a ritual ceremony and send a demon to blind the eyes of a border patrol agent. They are able to traffic those drugs across the country. This is why when we look in our society, when we drive down our roads and our cities, we are infected. We can't even hide it from our children. They are seeing the depravity and the destruction of what you and I grew up just even a decade or a couple decades ago. This was never what we would see. Like if you go around in Vancouver, like in, in Canada right now, they're legalizing all street drugs, right? They're legalizing them so that people are able to engage in what used to be something that was at least compound was sheltered away. But now it's being brought forth and we're seeing like in Denver, where I'm from, back in Colorado, y'all, they turned it in one of these sanctuary cities and they literally made it illegal for for people who live there legally to drive out or kick out somebody who is crapping in their backyard and, and shooting up heroin all around them and their children in neighborhoods that were designed to not be facilitators of this. And instead, they're stripping away from people their hope in humanity. They're driving people into this place of learned helplessness. And that is the fruit of these spirits, you guys. When you're looking at the fruits of drug addiction, y'all, this is a bondage. This is a spiritual bondage because those demons are feeding off the negative, horrific, evil, empowering energy. Like, you want to talk about shattered lives? These are real people. Those are real people that you're showing there, Sean. These aren't like, those are brothers and, and fathers and sons and daughters. Like these are children that have been completely led astray, you guys. I, it's easy for us if you're sitting here and clothed in a sound mind and you have a comfortable place to sleep to not think that, to look down on them and to think that they're the scourge and they're the problem in our society. Those are that's the fruit of these nations. That's the fruit of these rulers, you guys. We are subjected to a perpetual source of destruction, and that's by design. Please understand that the reason we went to Afghanistan, the reason like when I signed up and was listening to the United States Army, my best friend, my battle buddy was shipped off to Afghanistan. They were guarding poppy fields. They Their job was to make sure that heroin got out of Afghanistan at an unprecedented rate. They brought over those drugs because black operations, they need black budget funds. This is why those black robe priests exist, y'all. People that are willing to do disgusting, dirty things like have cult prostitution, child prostitution, human trafficking, and drug trafficking is the way that our government and governments, other governments, create black budget revenue. They then take that money and then go do covert assignments with it. They work in special access projects, things that are not on the books, to wage wars in secret places that you don't know about, but they have to use money that's off the books. That's where that money comes from, y'all. You can go back to Iran-Contra. The same thing has been happening generationally, time after time after time, and that's because we're dealing with these very same immortals. We are battling these spirits, y'all. One of the best books, y'all, I was going through this one recently. This is called Expelling Darkness. This is uh, the Engaging Non-Human Entities Now and in the End of Days by Russ Dizdar. This is one of the last books that he put out there. There's uh, you, If you guys are looking for books by Russ Dizdar, you can email dizdarbooks at gmail.com. I was able to get a copy of this from them. But he he shares in here, you guys, so many incredibly important revelations and insights from his 40 years on the front line trying to bring forth the truth to people that were demonized because when you deal with somebody who is 
possessed by these spirits of addiction, y'all. It's a real spirit. It's not just some kind of like substance abuse problem. It's not a chemical imbalance in their brain that's giving someone schizophrenia, you guys. You're dealing with demonic presences. You're dealing with dark powers. You're dealing with something that has the ability to communicate to an addict how to go and find drugs, something that's going to talk to them and tell them how to find drugs in a way that's supernatural. They're going to be able to communicate to them things that are not of their own mind, y'all. They are dealing with with real oppression and they need genuine freedom. They need healing. They need deliverance. And we are supposed to be agents of truth. We are supposed to be people that are boldly going in, waging down, wading down into those trenches and contending against the very same spiritual powers that are fueling that system. Because you have to confront, you have to confront the powers that are over that system spiritually. And as you do that, you're able to deal with it physically. And that's why like so much of my life is devoted to like, I used to devote myself to using carnal weapons, like actual physical weapons to wage this war. But I found that if you're ever going to actually be effective at waging this war, you have to first really learn how to engage in deliverance. You need to be able to bind these spiritual powers that are waging against people, cast them out of people, and you need to deliver them from this stronghold that's been holding them over their life because lust and addiction are cardinal cardinal vices that the enemy uses to lever over people and when you get to a certain level of power and of influence y'all you're you're basically just somebody who is who has given themselves over to a seared conscience and that's why you see these levels of depravity as they increase they they start to join up with groups of psychopaths at the top of these pyramids you guys of power there's psychopaths there and psychopaths they don't have that empathy that uh, that relational connection they're willing to sacrifice their family their literal children so that they can hold and gain power like this is no different than when you go back to the kings of moab when they're in a battle with the israelites the king of moab was not able to break out with his army so he took his firstborn son and brought him up to the wall and offered him up as a sacrifice slaughtered him Cut him apart on the wall so that the demons, and it said great wrath, that's that unleashing, just like what's happening at CERN. That unleashing of spiritual power went on to his army, and he was able to drive all the forces of Israel back, and he was able to get victory and deliverance from his enemies. They are they are willing to go to that level of darkness. We need to be willing to be going, that, going down into that level of darkness and trying to to deliver them from that place of perversion because they are bound up in that stuff. They have so much shame. They have so much self-condemnation. Like my family, when they laid their heads down to sleep at night, they had power. They had ability to do anything they wanted. And you know what they thought at the end of their day? They were ruined. They knew that they had compromised so horrifically. There was no going back from it. The reason they're not out here sharing their stories and trying to get free from this, because what they have done is so wicked, is so disgusting, is so detestable that they cannot bring themselves to even confess it to another person. But by doing so, any of you, no matter what level of depravity and disgusting thing that you have engaged in, y'all, when you share that with somebody else, you deliver yourself from shame and from the bondage of bitterness and despair, and it gives you the freedom to come out of that. You can have powerful deliverance from no matter what you've been through, what you're going through. You can have freedom from that. Let me ask you something about our nation, the United States of America, the former healthy and beloved republic that it once was. I'm praying for a revival, and in some ways, I do believe the Great Awakening is real. It's happening. There is a contingent of Christians willing to speak up and speak out, but I'm very concerned. And the reason I wanted to have this conversation with you today about demons manifesting in our world is because of what we see. Two examples. I remember when the New York State Legislature cheered when they approved abortion on demand in the ninth month, right up to the day of delivery. And I found it to be one of the most repulsive things I've ever seen. That's only been topped recently by what's going on in Gaza. As people now in mass are cheering the murders of thousands of men, women, and children in Gaza. But here's my point. It feels like the spirit of the Antichrist has been unleashed in our country. Do you think that's happening all over the world? I think it's it's clear that that spirit of the anti-Messiah, that spirit of the Antichrist, remember, that's somebody who comes instead of the Christ. It's not somebody who's the opposite. They're going to come in his place, y'all. And that spirit has gone forth to the nations very, very early on, but it has never before been unleashed to such a level. When you have so many people worldwide engaging in witchcraft, engaging in like now, even just recently, man, one of the, man, I can't remember, it's Cosmopolitan. One of these other ad, ad agencies just put out an article on how to have a satanic abortion. 
and how to do a satanic ritual because there's this, this place called the, the Temple of Satan, right? Which is more so like a legal arm of the Church of Satan. They're used, they're the ones who brought forth a lot of the religious rites of Satanism to be taught in school children. They wanted to have after school programs for Satanism. They're the ones who have brought a lot of their sculptures of the Baphomet and these children worshiping at the feet of this, you know, this disgusting goat satyr, um, hybridized trans transgendered version of their god that they worship. They they started bringing forth to people abortion services and then offering to them, hey, like in New Mexico is where they set up their headquarters because they say New Mexico is a great place. They have 3,300 church members that are there. These are open Satanists, you guys, who are teaching people how to call upon the blood and the will and the invocation as they're killing their baby. They will mail them infanticide drugs so that they can chemically murder their baby inside the womb, the places where it's supposed to be the safest. You can use the word fetus if you want to, you guys. That's the Latin word for baby. It's no different, y'all. When you when you engage in the sacrifice of your own child, y'all, this is this is a very powerful spiritual door opening like i was talking about those portals that get left open this is not just happening here in the americas that that willingness to kill our own children it's not just it's not just here in the united states y'all this is something that was deeply seated i just did an interview with a guy from switzerland and it was really interesting that you shared that because i shared the goddard tunnel video at the same time because he was he would grow up in the church and never at any point in his entire time over there did he know that he could get up in the morning and read his bible and ha and 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 pray and fundamentally even just the most basic levels of like spiritual awareness about like any type of discipline in a relationship with his creator. He didn't even, he was never shared that information. So many people around the world are demanding justice. They're demanding a form of, of retribution of reprisals against the bad guy based off of how their propaganda arm of their government, of their media agency about their cabal is orchestrating and influencing them at whatever direction that they have, because these people are left foundationless. They don't know the basic tenets of how to engage an enemy. They think that they're trapped in this powerless system. And the only people that we can call upon to help us are the military, that the military can go over there and stomp out the bad guys, whoever your bad guy is, right? If it's not Osama bin Laden today, there's going to be some invisible virus tomorrow. If it's not the invisible virus, it's going to be hackers. If it's not them, it's going to be an asteroid. They're always going to have their big bag boogeyman somewhere, y'all. And if they can divide us and compartmentalize us religiously so that we can get into these religious fervors and the, these religious wars again, what it's going to create, it's going to unleash massive bloodshed, y'all. And every time we have massive bloodshed, we have a greater unleashing of these spirits. And when that takes place, you guys, they are always hungry and never satisfied. When women are going out and they're killing their own children in the womb, that spirit unleashing is never satisfied. It's always going to have more. And right now it's the unveiling of the beast system. It really is. There is no way, Sean, you and I could have had the same conversation 40 years ago. There is no way that we would have had access to the same information so that we could share this with people. Like I would share with this with you right now, if I can, let me share this. If, if I can't, let's see here. I'll share this with you guys because you know what? We have this information at least available to us. So let's use it. You know what I'm saying? This is shatterthedarkness.net. And if you guys, you, you need to equip yourself with the same information because at the end of the day, I researched, I did my diligence years ago. And because I did that, because this person was a forerunner and putting out this information for 40 years, he laid down his life. Him and his wife literally were killed two years ago in the same week because this is the stuff that they were fighting for. They were trying to save people from that very radical, intelligent, evil system because at some day in the middle of the night, some of those people wake up and they realize, I want out of this and they need help to do that. And you know what? This is the authority that you need to learn. If you are going to try to make a difference in this battle, you have to learn that the weapons that you fight with, you know what, that doesn't, they are not carnal, but that does not mean they're not physical. When you go to confront one of these physical beings, these spiritual beings that are empowering these things, you're going to have to go to war. And if you don't know the basics about in, engaging in this stuff, okay, the, he has all of this here, dark powers and dark rituals, how to detect and target satanic rituals in your city and your area. When you go to this training manual, you guys, you're going to learn how to identify where does satanic infiltration take place? How do they build out their groups? How do cults and covens operate? How do they take over the cities of education or the, the areas and the arenas of education? How do they influence politicians? How do they work with police departments? Like, how do they actually do that? How do you detect if there's a lot of violent crimes, rapes, incest, predators going on? Visible signs of the advancement of the satanic agenda or new age cults. Visible signs of the suppression and silence of the visible churches. Growing numbers of people needing deliverance from, from possessions. An unusual 
visual sense of darkness or manifesting in the air. Like when you have all those drugs, like when you walk down that corridor, you guys, to me, when I go down that street, I know that the spirit of what I'm dealing with in there is addiction, y'all. And every addiction is rooted in the need to be loved. So if I go into that area, that's at the core tenet of the armor that I need in order to engage effectively in combat in that area. Now, it's going to be different than when I'm dealing with somebody who's got a major stronghold of occult witchcraft that's bringing in all kinds of other stuff. So this is this is one of the best websites that is out there. Occult, occult Satanic Crimes, Volume 1 and 2. These are brilliant for any of you guys that are trying to go through this stuff. Freedom Encounters, for any of you that actually want to deal with how do, how do I get equipped so that I can do the form of deliverance. We were called to raise the dead. We are called to heal the sick. We are called to cast out demons. These signs are supposed to accompany the children of Elohim when we are walking with true authority on this earth. This is supposed to manifest. Demons are going to show up, y'all. And that shouldn't scare you. That should empower you. That should embolden you that you're over the target, okay? Freedom um, freedom encounters is really good. For those of you that are called to more like um, counseling, um, that you're you're seeking to like help people in a long-term and devoted way, theocentric counseling, his his 12-hour course on counseling and ministry, even for helping yourselves. Um, but I, I encourage people all the time, listen, spend some time, listen to his, sat let's see, it's Satanism. Where's he got it right? Exposing Satanism 101 course. If you guys watch through this stuff or you listen through it at this time, I'm telling you, it will open your eyes to start to identify where are these bad guys? Why are they the way that they are? Even real quick, if you just go to the book of Acts, this is, the book of Acts is a powerhouse for seeing what happened when the spirit of Elohim came upon people, okay? This is this is one of my favorite chapters to, to go ahead and go through there. Just real quick here. I know we got to jump off, but this is just awesome. No, you're good. And I can't thank you enough for your time. Guys, this is going to be a slightly shorter episode than we typically do. That's my fault. But we'll get Nathan back again in two weeks. Nathan, we have another 15 minutes here, so take your time. But I, awesome. but I do have one final question to ask you after you get through this material. Okay, you got it. Now, this is, this is in Acts chapter 13. Um, and having passed through all the islands to Paphos, they found a certain magician, a false prophet, a Yahudite, a Jew, whose name was Bar Yehoshua, who was with the proconsul. His name was Sergius Paulus, a man of understanding, this man, having called for Barnaba and Shaul, earnestly sought to hear the word of Elohim. But Elumas, the magician, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the belief. Then Shaul, filled with the set-apart spirit, looked intently at him and said, O son of the devil, filled with all deceit and all recklessness, you enemy of all of righteousness, shall you not cease perverting the straight ways of Yahuwah? And now see the hand of Yahuwah is upon you and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And instantly a dark mist fell on him and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. And having seen what took place, the proconsul believed, being astonished at the teaching of the master and having put out from Paphmos. So just for context here, you guys. I always try to encourage you to identify like there's a priest class that operates behind the ruling elite. So when people identify characters of the ruling elite, I call them agents of evil because behind these people are these spiritual powers. But in order for those spiritual powers to interact, they have a priest class. Okay. This man here is his name is Elumus. He is a magician. He is a witch okay, or a wizard. Somebody's possessed by a familiar spirit. He engaged is in these these dark arts. Okay. And by doing so, when you're in a position of power and people come. Um, there, there's always going to be people who want to have your ear, want to have your attention. And the proconsul, for those of you that aren't aware of like how Roman structure and society operated, there was two predominant leaders that were that were elected to govern an area. They were called councils or consuls. They, they they lasted for one year and there was two of them and they would alternate month by month generally so that there could be this way of, of keeping checks and balances. Well, those people could then become something called a proconsul. If there was a war going on and they needed to change councils and they didn't want to end their job, they would make them a proconsul and they would be able to continue on in power. So this is one of the most powerful people in the entire kingdom, okay? This all takes place in an island of Crete, y'all. This is a real place. Like The Bible is a reliable historical text. They have actually found Sergius Paulus' name in engraved on a tablet from this time period. They literally know that, yes, he was the proconsul at that time. This is an accurate story, okay? And what took place here is he was converted because he saw signs and wonders. He saw the spiritual power behind Elias, who had been up until that time, grooming and having a relationship with the proconsul, the ruling elite at the time. He had a relationship with them because if you have the ability to use what's called divination, which is telling the future, and you have a politician over here who wants to hold power or be able to make decisions on 
I'm like, should I go to war with my enemy? Okay, well, why don't we ask the diviner who does divination and then he shows us the future. And then when that comes to pass, that sign establishes his word that, hey, he has a power and an authority that I want near me. Well, when someone with a greater power or greater authority shows that what you're dealing with are masquerading and lying spirits, what happens is truth is absolutely far more effective than the kingdom of corruption, which is always what you're engaged with. They were clothed with power and with boldness, and they were able to deliver the people from that demon. Now, in that city, y'all, the reason that they are there, the reason that the proconsul is there, the reason that Elias is there is because the goddess of Artemis, okay, we get this other word called Asherah or Astarte, this Canaanite goddess of lust and of, of like sexual acts of addictions to pornography, like we would think about today. That was her temple. That was the place where in all the world, people would go and engage with cult prostitutes there. Children by and far would go engage in, in ritual abuse of children and sodomy and sex in the temple there, and it was a massive financial incentive for those communities to profit off of, similar to what was happening in Ephesus at the time, where the goddess of Artemis was being invoked and brought over as this, this deity, this many-breasted goddess. That was the cult center of Artemis, that they had this great temple to, to Artemis in Ephesus. And when Paul came in there, they started delivering the people. They started contending and reasoning with the people that this occult and this witchcraft and this sorcery that you're engaged in is a bondage. And they brought millions of dollars worth of occult text and they burned them. And the people who were profiteering off that, the people that were making money off of it, selling idols and coppersmiths and the silversmiths, they had a riot because they were usurping the power system. If we get clothed with the same power and we boldly go back to take back our cities, to take back our neighborhoods, to take back our families and our children and our lives and get deliverance from these things, we will usurp that power structure. And it's the only way that we can truly effectively wage a war against these people is to unplug the their power source. By doing that, I'm telling you, it is the only way that we have an opportunity to cut back against that kingdom of corruption. God bless you, man. I just appreciate our conversation so much. Let me do a screen share and I'll give you my final question here. We need to unplug their power. Practically speaking, to save our republic from people like this, these black-robed priests and priestesses, the ones behind the scenes, this is Marina Abramovic, the public was made aware of her through those Podesta emails that were leaked to WikiLeaks, I think from Seth Rich. The world quickly became aware of spirit cooking and the Podesta brothers' penchant for pedophilic art. Here's my question. If these people are the power behind the throne, really? I mean, Hillary Clinton joked about sacrificing a chicken in the backyard to Moloch. I don't think it's a joke. I think Hillary Clinton is a literal witch. How do we unplug the power when these people are in control? How do we take back our nation, our fallen nation that we pray for every day? How do we take it back from these Satanists and these child murderers? Do we stop paying taxes? How do we unplug the power, Nathan? We have to We have to stop, well, not paying taxes. That's not necessarily the, the medium from it because there is, though there is a financial empire that's fueling this, the truth is there is a far more powerful and infectious one that's in us we have to stop participating in it. First and foremost, you and I can sit here and talk about how evil and how horrible this stuff is. But at the end of the day, if we don't first deal with the man in the mirror, if we don't first deal with the woman in the mirror and the, the root of wickedness that's stuck in us, if we don't deal with that first and foremost, we will never have an opportunity to contend with those powers. Because at the end of the day, like it says in the book of Jeremiah, it says, if you have run with men and it's wearied you. How do you think you're going to run against horses? If at the end of the day that you can't take the basic fundamentals of self-control, like, and I'm not sitting here to preach against you guys, y'all. I have had major strongholds of addiction throughout my life. They have ruled me because what you just saw on there, that screen of, of Marina Abramovich, y'all, like that stuff is so inutterably disgusting. What you see those little boys lined up, like my, my family used to advertise my body on the wall. Like this isn't some kind of thing. Like my body was the was the financial empire of my family. They took me as a little child and they lined me up so that people could sodomize me, so that they could keep their power in their position. Like that was my life. That's my children. My children now, we live on the run. We live in a totally different world in a totally different arena of life. We live like vagabonds in the wind, you know, because I didn't want to compromise my children so that I could have comfort. I suffered immeasurably so that my children could have peace. But you know what? That was a very costly decision. And you know what? I have family members who didn't make that decision. And when I walked into their houses, do you know what I saw? I saw my little nephews 
naked butts lined up on the wall over the mantle. Like, they're still advertising for it. So when people see this stuff and they think it's pedophilic art and it's some kind of perversion, y'all, these are real children. These are like our friends and our neighbors. These aren't some people in powerful positions. These are middle school teachers. The vast majority of their power bank, you guys, comes from all of the people who are filling the ranks of their lower levels, the people who consent to having oath-keeping societies anywhere. We need an absolute absolution. We need a dissolution and absolute eradication of all oath-keeping societies. We need to destroy the ability for these people to keep their secrets at the fundamental base of all of this stuff is people are trying to get justice inside of a very system where I can't take evidence of the pornography. Child pornography, where I was the victim. I can't even have that in my possession to bring it to the FBI and be like, this is what's going on for me. I'm not allowed to have that. Otherwise, they're going to throw me in prison. When you want to go back and look at every time people have tried to come forward with this kind of wickedness, like Marina Abramovich, this woman right now, the ambassador to Ukraine, this is a black dragon. When you become an ambassador, you're literally called a black dragon inside that world. Like when I did work within the state for the State Department as a consultant, I had to bodyguard people like this. Do you know how disgusting and, and aggravating it is when you know that you're protecting the very same sorcerers that abuse and mutilate others? Now, she's clearly someone who is in that sorceress category, you know, but this is somebody who is public. Anybody that you see is public in this stuff, you guys, is so absolutely there for a reason. She's there to foment the frustration and the rage and the anger of the injustice of people that we can see that she gets promoted when the righteous people get completely trampled out, that my voice gets silent. I'm not even allowed to talk about this stuff on social, certain social media platforms or they absolutely silence me. And you know what? That's that's the kind of stuff that makes people enraged. And then what it builds in us is a desire to do something about it. And you know what? We need to silence their ability ability to keep their secrets. And by doing that, the way that you do that is by exposing them. Like there's, we need floods of double agents to infiltrate every one of their arenas. We need people that can sneak their way into their organizations, into their fraternal societies to document every single thing that they do and bring it out. And we need to hack their accounts to make sure that it broadcasts and displays every dirty, disgusting little email that's in their coffers, all of their classified versions of materials and put it on the mainstream news of every station across this world endlessly until people burn that disgusting empire to the ground. Because at the end of the day, we need Samson's out there. The reason I got cured from my addiction, especially to alcohol, you guys, is I had to read the book of Numbers. And it said in there in Numbers chapter six, if any of you want to be set free, you want to be more set apart to Yahuwah, any woman, you can Take a vow. You separate yourself to him. Okay, that means you don't cut your hair. It's called a Nazarite vow. You don't cut your hair and you abstain from alcohol. You abstain from wine and anything that comes from them. And you abstain from death. You don't go to funerals. Like this is called a Nazarite vow. That's what Samson had. That was literally like part of the source of his power. That's what Samuel had. You guys, it, it literally gave me a physical reminder on my body that my body doesn't belong to me. And it helped me to stop looking at bottles of alcohol as the cure because all they really were to me was an escape. I was one of those people that was desperately jacked up. I just was a functioning addict for so many years of my life. But the reason I needed, I needed to be loved. I desperately needed to be loved because somebody showed me love with sexual perversion at such a young age. It broke me. It broke me. And so many children today are being exposed to sexual perversions at such an early age. It's breaking them. It's shattering them. They are losing their identities. And we need to show them what love is. Love is fighting. Love is ferocious. Love is an absolute protector. They need to see furious, righteous men who have zealousness, passionate pursuits, mighty warriors who have no tolerance for evil. And when it's in their midst, they absolutely eradicate it. So when you deal with the man in the mirror and the woman in the mirror first, it will empower you to be able to go outside and be able to contend, fight against these spiritual powers and these physical powers once and for all. Nathan, you know, every single time you're on, you move mountains with your words and your knowledge. And for that, I want to thank you so very much. And for being candid about your life, you know, escaping an Illuminati family that trafficked you and abused you so horribly as a child, telling that truth is saving lives and saving souls. And I want to thank you so much for what you do. We'll show the website one more time so people can listen to the book or buy a signed copy from the author, Nathan Reynolds. Support him and his beautiful family at snatchedfromtheflames.com. You can order your signed copy today or listen for free. Nathan is in the business of saving souls, and he doesn't so much care about selling the books as he does about getting the information out. But 
for those who do want to support you, we can get a signed copy, right? Tell us how to do that. Yeah, they can do that right there at Snatch from the Flames. And you can pay any of you that want to, you can pay your own price, whatever you guys feel like it's worth. It's added value to you. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you for your support. It's helped to keep me going all these years as well. But thank you, Sean, for taking the time to to be able to give me an opportunity to speak. And I look forward to doing it again next week as well. Could we pray before we go? Would that be all right? Yeah, please do. And would you say a prayer for my oldest son? If everybody listening could pray for that boy, I sure would appreciate it. Nathan, thank you. Absolutely. Well, Father Yahuwah, we just come before you right now and we do petition you for help. We petition you for deliverance. We're crying out in a time of desperation, Father. But we petition you right now to bring forth your deliverance, to work mighty and wonders, Father, like you did in the days of old, Father. When your people were persecuted, you told them to cry out unto you and you would deliver them. And we ask that we fear you and we ask that we would you would hear us now and you would answer us with mighty works of, of powerful spiritual outpouring like never before. That you would clothe us with the explosive power from on high through your set-apart spirit, through your Ruach HaKodesh, that we would be emboldened to be bold and courageous, that we would not turn back at the day of battle, Father, that we would eagerly contend for the souls of men and women, no matter where they are. I pray that you would free us from the fear of men, from the fear of death, and from the fear of failure, that you would please forgive the sins that have empowered these wicked spirits to work so horrifically against us, Father. We pray that you would forgive the sins of our enemies, Father, and we plead the blood of Yeshua over their bloodlines all the way down to the DNA level, breaking their power of iniquity, Father. We ask that you would please forgive the sins that have empowered every evil spirit that's been sent on assignment against us and our families, and that you would bind those spirits from affecting us and our families families anymore, and that you would loose your mighty power to clothe us with wisdom and power and knowledge from on high, that we would be able to fight back against our adversaries wherever they come, and that you would give us favor before you, that you would clothe us with wisdom that comes from above, that's not earthly, nor carnal, nor sensual, but that you would give us the ability to fight for your truth, Father, and that you would fill us with a hunger for your word like never before, that we may know you more, Father, that we may be the people who are set apart and called by your name, Father, that once again, the enemy would tremble at the mighty mention of your name, that the nations would once again fear you instead of mock you, that they would know that there is indeed a mighty one of mighty ones, that there is a judge of all the earth. So you, O judge of the earth, we call upon you and we ask you to judge righteously these wicked ones who are over us, Father. We ask that you would rebuke Satan and all of his messengers and all of his apostles and all those who are working for his kingdom, Father. And I pray if they will not stop, if they will not turn from this, you know their hearts. I pray that you would stop their hearts of everyone who will not turn from this wickedness, who chooses to still abuse and corrupt and completely compromise the people of this earth. And we pray that you would indeed deliver us for we call upon you in this hour and know that it is through the blood of the lamb. We have the power to come in and ask you and petition you for these things. It is in the mighty name of your son, our Messiah, Yeshua, our, our, our true deliverer and redeemer. We pray these things. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Nathan, may God bless and protect you and your lovely family. And thank you so much, brother. We'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you. Guys, the website, snatchfromtheflames.com. I'll leave the link below. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Please spread this information far and wide. Honestly, the hour is late. You know it and I know it. And for real news every single day for free, check us out at sgtreport.com. That is the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those mockingbird, luciferian, mainstream media lies. Bye-bye. This is not about me. This is about what this means for the future of healthcare, because this is happening at medical schools across our nation. If your students, if your medical students, your future doctors can no longer speak out and they can no longer critically think and they're being actively taught not to critically think, what kind of world is that going to look like? And it's not just happening in medical schools, it's happening in our colleges, it's happening in our law schools, it's happening Uh, in our high schools. It's happening everywhere where there are young people are being indoctrinated and and trained in Marxist communist tactics of silencing and just following one party line.